Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Theater Podcast, intimate, personal conversations with theater's biggest names. I'm your host, Alan Seals, and this is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode today is with Broadway veteran and performing artist, Desi Oakley. And uh, immediately we get into what Desi is short for, but you didn't know it was short for something. She is such an incredibly self-aware individual. We got we got into this deep, deep conversation that veered away from theater for a while. So if you just want to know about the psyche of somebody on Broadway, this is the episode for you. It was incredible how she started to get like these anxiety moments from being on stage by herself, dealing with the success of, you know, leading the the first national tour of of Waitress. So I mean, we get into that, we get into meditation, we get into her like her best friendship with Christina Alabato, which I I interviewed and uh, came out back in episode 57. Um, she is just like a female version of me. She's very self-aware. She doesn't let herself be bothered by what people are thinking, yet a people pleaser in need of validation. So it's this internal struggle of, eh, I don't care, but please like me. So it's a fun internal battle. She doesn't define herself as someone who wants to be defined and enjoys too, doing too much. So, you know, I asked her, does she want to do recording artists, like make albums and whatnot, or does she want to be on Broadway? And she's like, you know, why not both? Insert meme here. So before we get into the episode, as always, please visit me on thetheaterpodcast.com online. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. Send me a DM, shout out, leave a comment. I respond. I love reading that stuff. So everybody, please enjoy this episode with Desi Oakley. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here you go. One, two, three. made a Broadway debut in Wicked in 2012 before going on to shows such as Annie, The Revival, which was also in 2012, the first national tour of the revival of Avita, Les Mis, and even starred as Jenna in the national tour of Waitress. She's appeared on TV in Gotham and even has a couple of albums of her own as a recording artist out there in the world, and she could most recently be seen as Roxy Hart in Chicago. Desi Oakley, welcome to the Theater Podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for being here. That what? was a lovely intro. Well, I had to do it a couple times. <laughs> Sorry, we'll edit out the first two. So when you're, when you're listening, listeners now know that that was the third time. Yeah, yeah. The it magic was great. of podcasting. It was lovely. Is Desi short for something? It is. Thank you so much for asking. It is short for Desiree, but I have never, ever gone by that name. Really? I mean, since I was a tiny infant, my family has always called me Desi, although I was born Desiree. And I think that's a fantastic name. I, I remember my mom was like, hey, when you're older, you can always use Desiree. And I'm I'm older, and it's, it's still Desi. And I don't know, maybe older is like 65, but I think I'm going to be Desi forever. It's just, it's what really stuck. Desiree to me seems like, yeah, it seems like a, like an older lady name. It's a beautiful but name. I mean, beautiful. I feel grateful for my name. I mean, there are people that don't like their name, and I am not one of them. Well, Desi, I think, is cool. It's a fun it's name. It's very unique. It's unique, but no one's also, also I, what I love about it is no one's like, what'd you say? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm so intimidated to repeat it. That's, right? Like, it's so unique where it's like, oh, I have no idea what they just said. Um, so I feel grateful. Thank you for thank you for saying well, that. Well, you're very welcome. So you're wonderful parents of uh, Wichita, Kansas. That's exactly right. Yeah. Wichita, so that's where you were. Wichita. Where you were born, and I know a couple people from good old Wichita. From Wichita. Honestly, and honest, can I tell you why? It's because of that incredible regional theater there, yeah. Music Theater Wichita. We all did it. So everybody who you know that works on Broadway that's from Wichita has been associated with that incredible theater. Where did it? Where did the reputation come from? I mean, like what what transplanted there to make to make it what it is? Do you know? Yes, the the producing director Wayne Bryan. He made it what it is. The, this, his, it's literally all of his entire vision. It's insane. Wow. He made it what it is, that man. Yeah. So many, and he's so responsible for all of, uh, kind of like all of our careers. It's remarkable. Isn't it crazy when you think about though, when you like, are you, are you a person that believes in sort of, I was going to say spirituality, but sort yes, of like. Definitely. Well, what's meant, like what's meant to be like yeah, the, yeah. a higher power, 110%. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, yes. Yeah. I don't believe that there's much like coincidence. I like really think that like things happen for a reason. So this guy Wayne moved to Wichita to like yep just make yes like he's he's changing Broadway no, literally yeah yes yes it's not happenstance it's it's like truly divine hmm okay we'll come back to that okay all right so what was your childhood like though did you were you at, at Wichita like were you performing yeah. there as a kid a little bit yeah so so they have kid opportunities but not much it's mostly you know. Um, you can run across the stage waving. You know, I always, like, it's really sweet. I always say, like, my mom, this is what I always say. I say, if my mom bent down to get a mint out of her purse, she would have missed me. But I was in the show, okay? So I was really proud. Come on, it's huge. You know, and also that particular house, like, 2,300 seats. 
I mean, it's gigantic, mm-hmm. gigantic. So it feels like such a huge deal, and it is such a huge deal. Um, but absolutely, there's like they do like it's always in the summer, so it feels like summer camp. It's very, it's very sweet. Other than that, yeah, there's actually because of that theater, I think there is a lot more opportunity. There's um, young people, you know, theater. Like there's community theater. There's there's camps and there's little classes and there's really good stuff going on in Wichita. There's a lot of arts. I'm really, I'm really proud of it. And some people are like, whoa, you have that classic story. Like you came from Kansas <laughs> and you moved to New York. And like, I mean, literally Thoroughly Modern Millie is about that. Yeah. So cool for me. I'm Millie. Um, and dream roll, hashtag dream roll. And, but, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Like that's, I will say it is not just tumbleweeds and like, Hey, Bales, it's it's a really amazing, you know, fine arts community for mm-hmm. sure. Well, your parents though, did they did I guess when did you start? I'm what an age? alien. No, I'm a total uni- I'm a total unicorn. I've come out of nowhere. I've they don't have any I'm no one in my family has ever performed. So were you just like, I want that, and you pointed at the theater. <laughs> kind of. And they were like, okay. Kind of. You're not my kid, but kind sure. Kind of, yes. And like honestly, we like learned it together. Like they didn't have any idea. And and honestly, so I my mom gets asked a lot, like, especially like that stage mom moment, you know, she says, she says, you know, Desi was always dragging me and make sure that if, you know, if you don't want to be a, a, a smothering stage mom, mm-hmm. make sure your kid is dragging you and not the other way around. And I think that she has, that's a really beautiful point is you know, and she would come home and if she would say, how was that audition? Gosh, like you were up there in front and I didn't, she didn't go to the director and say, how was Desi? What can I do? She trusted me to say how it was and what, and I think that that's good for any kid in anything, you know, not going to the, my sister was a swimmer, like not going up to like at the swim meet and being like, you know, she was, she trusted my sister with how Mm -hmm. the practice went or whatever, you know? So yeah, I feel really lucky. My family is amazing, but, but I am kind of an alien. (laughs) <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Just, just one, one sister. One sister. Uh-huh. And uh, she was like sports, right. all sports, you know, just volleyball, like incredibly athletic, never did any of it, just none. Well, when did you start playing piano? <clears throat> I was eight years old. Okay. So, That's a great age to start, by the way. I wh- think I recommend that? that. So I teach, I have two piano students. I started teaching. One of them's five and a half and one of them's six and a half. And it's absolutely, absolutely the most precious thing like on the planet. And they're learning to read music. They can both read music. I'm so excited. But I will say a really, like the reason I say eight, they're, and they're wonderful and they're doing great. And I know that it's beneficial, but I think I'm, I'm so glad I was eight when I started because there is that attention span, mm-hmm. that, that deeper knowledge of reading, truly like comprehension, like what I see on the page, my brain is computing and I'm understanding it. I think that that helps the more experience you have with that. Huh. I really do think. I don't read, read music. I can look at a piece of sheet music and and figure out basic note changes and rhythms, but like I am... Well, that's advanced. (laughs) Basic. Basic, like... I don't know. I would still say that's advanced compared to most people. Well, yeah, I guess. But it's... I'm good at math. So I think that's that's why... I think that's why I picked up on music. Yeah, pretty well. 110%. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, then, all right. So I'm going to get my kids into yes, into music then. I've always wanted, my older one will be five next month. And yes. I'm like, when do I want to get them in the piano? I would say, I would say, 
even seven, like, it's good. It's good. But I was so glad I was eight. Because I had, you know, and then that was my, I, it, you, you learn discipline mm-hmm. very quickly. Oh, yeah. You get like the rulers on the, on the oh, knuckles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so true. Um, yeah. And then my family, we were in, I was in fifth grade and my sister was in sixth. And we temporarily spent one year in Montreal, Canada. Like 110% random, the most random thing you've ever heard. But we did. We, we relocated because of my dad's job. Uh-huh. And we spoke French. And like, we like totally adapted to the culture. We were like, let's get into this. And my mom was like, I think that we should try to find a piano teacher here. Because we, you don't want to stop. I was 10 and I was loving it. The strictest, most like truly terrifying piano teacher I've ever. And she, was t- she would always tell me about the form of my hands and how... When my fingers were on the keys, it had to. It, there had to be like two eggs underneath my the, the palms of my hands. And if I ever s- smashed my egg, she would say she would kind of like swat my hand a little bit, like she did. And I was like, ah, she hit me. Like <laughs> <laughs> I took a, I took violin lessons when I was okay, probably seven or eight. Great. And. It was the same sort of thing. I had I had this teacher, and she had I don't remember where she was from. I think she might have been like from the Ukraine or something. She had this accent, which made her scary to me because I didn't know yes. anybody else with an accent. Right, right, of course. Of and course. and with the violin, she said, "You have to remember there are little froggies under your fingers, so don't oh. press too hard." <gasps> and when I, you know, and as oh. a kid with my little hand, my little three quarter size violin, tiny, tiny. Yeah, and, I, and, I was and you were like, I don't want to squish the like, frog. You're squishing the frog. Oh no, you squish the frog. You squish the frog. Oh god, no, right. please, no, right. no, no. And my so, teacher was like, "Don't smash the egg." Like you're like, "Oh my gosh, okay, don't smash the egg." Ah, uh, anyway, terrifying. But, it was, but amazing discipline. Isn't childhood so fun? It's wonderful. <laughs> the memories. Okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> piano. Any other instruments? That's it. That's it. Okay. I taught myself like basic guitar in college, and like I'm like fine with it. Basic it's, guitar. I That's wish it. I was better. Well, I feel like once you can read music, sure. period. That's true. Then you're at an advantage. That's like, true. You learn like a horn instrument and then you can sure. pick up. Uh, is, this, is, this is me saying somebody somebody who doesn't play any horn instruments. <laughs> yeah, true. you just learn like, one. Pick up a horn. You're like, right? fantastic. Like now the saxophone. Right. <laughs> right. And like <laughs> my mind went to the piccolo, but not a horn Okay, instrument. great. A reed. A reed, yes. A wind? That was a, wind no. a wind instrument. Okay. <laughs> So then fast forward, fast forward. Uh, you went to University of Michigan. Yes. I'm a proud Wolverine. Go blue. Go blue. And I was about to sing the fight song. You don't want to hear it. It's fine. I won't do it. Oh, okay. Well, I do like to hear you sing. Hail to the victor's valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan, the champions of the West. Go blue. It was just <clears> the <throat> second half. Okay. BFA, musical theater, right? And that was, you graduated in 2011. That's right. And then immediately came to New York? Immediately. Like the day after. Yeah. Well, I moved here. We moved here because our showcase, we all came to the city for the showcase. Mm-hmm. And I stayed. May 12th, 2011. I'll never forget it. May, okay. So May 12th, 2011. Yep. And you made your Broadway debut in Wicked in yeah. 2012. Yeah, exactly. So I booked the show end of November-ish, early December-ish of uh-huh. that year, of, of 11. And then began and started rehearsals. And then I made my debut on January 10th, 2012. So, assuming average college admission entry age is standard, you would make you about 32 now? 30, yeah? I just turned 30 this, this summer. Oh, 30? 
Oh, so you got... I was also, I like was a 17-year-old graduating senior. I was a 20, I was always the year earlier person. Okay. So Broadway... So you were like, yeah. So Broadway debut then at 21. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. So most people, I guess there are so many actors in the city. First and foremost. Absolutely. A lot of which never get a Broadway debut. Sure. Some of which stick with it and make their Broadway debuts in their 50s or their 40s. Absolutely. Or, you know, I said this before on the podcast that Jessica Vosk made her debut in her 30s. Yeah. She was like, it's never too old, it's never too old. And then, like, the next day I talked to Andrew Polk, who made his debut at 54 in the band visit. Yes. So you're making your debut at 21. Yeah. Did you know at the time... I guess what a big deal it was. What a big deal yes. it was. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that question because yes, I did. Um, I freaked out. I knew it was huge. I, I, to the point where I didn't sit down on my actual on the day that it happened. I didn't sit down once um, in the ensemble. There's a, even a break for the women's ensemble that's well over 25 minutes. I did not sit down. They were like Desi, or like. You have a break. I was like, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just amped, and I'm just, I'm here, and I'm so excited, <laughs> and you know, I'll just, I, I knew, I knew it was a big deal, and it felt like a big deal, and I was, my, my community and my people made it a big deal as well, and it was amazing, and also the company of Wicked made it a big deal with me and for me. And they didn't patronize me because I was 21 and they did not look down on me. They said, this is huge and good for you. And I was so lucky because of that. Although I do have my, my favorite story about that day was um, there's, the ensemble's gathered at Curtain Up around where Elphaba would have melted. Sorry, spoiler alert. Y'all, you know it. You know it. it was Wizard of Oz. Okay. So we're gathered around where she would have melted and we're in a frozen position, right? Mm-hmm. So like we're kind of all gathered around it. And before the curtain actually goes up, we assume the position relatively early, a few counts before the curtain goes up, right? right? You know, right. like the professionals that, that they are. And my heart is pounding out of my chest. You know, I have I have my hand in, kind of, kind of like a hands in. That's actually kind of what it looks like. I have my hand in the middle and I'm just, I mean, I kid you not, I feel my heart beating all over, like my whole body is just feeling my heartbeat. And the people next to me, are talking about Oreos. <laughs> They're talking about the difference between double stuffed and regular stuffed Oreos. Right. And I will never forget the juxtaposition of like how chill they are because it's been how many times have they been in this position? How many years have they been doing and, that? And me. <laughs> and I'm like, and I literally was like, are they talking about Oreos? They're talking about Oreos. Okay, they're talking about Oreos. And I just was like, Desi, remember that because that's hilarious. Like you're <laughs> you're freaking out right now, and they're talking about Oreos. Anyway, I'll just I'll never forget that. Do you have a, do you have a lot of I guess it, it, an extra amount of self awareness compared to peers? Yeah, it, sometimes it's a curse. I I am very self aware and also aware of my surroundings to to sometimes a fault. Um, so. I just notice everything that goes on around me. Like I notice what is happening and sounds and conversations and how loud I'm being in the room or what should or shouldn't be happening. And that also socially and, but sometimes like to a fault because I'm, it leads to overthinking. Right. 
Well, that, that was what I was going to say, that like, that seems like it would work to your disadvantage as an actor. It, it does. It does. Absolutely it does. And on stage, that was a huge awakening. <clears throat> that was a huge awakening for me with Jenna because I started, you know, after two months of doing the same thing where I was like, okay, now I'm in my groove. The, instead of feeling the freedom, I was so hyper aware of, oh, I said that line differently. Or, oh, the, the audience reacted differently. Or, oh, well, like, it became actually a problem. Hmm. Instead of, like, the good part of, like, ooh, and I'm recognizing that, and yay, and, like, hmm, this is great. It was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is different. And I'm, wow, now I'm noticing this. Overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. So yeah. what happened? So about halfway through the run, um, I started seeing a therapist. And when I say seeing, I was on the road, so it was a phone call. But I started to kind of develop for the first time in my life on stage anxiety. Hmm. And that anxiety is what I truly believe was from, well, it was a combination of things. Like not necessarily trusting that I was safe on stage. And it could have come from a lot of different things. We had some like managerial problems and it was it was difficult. We all kind of struggled with that. And I think being the actor in that position, we all did. And we all kind of related to the fact that we were all struggling to like, you know, be heard or have our needs met the way that we were expecting, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were away from our families and our friends and like, you know, and then my particular role was on stage alone a lot. So a lot of time to be with just myself. And I think it was kind of like I had all of this support and all of, you know, the the team right behind me. And then they sort of, then it was like they were gone. And then I just sort of felt alone. And that sort of started to like, it started to get to me. And I recognized too, as a, a supreme extrovert, that this might be manifesting itself like I don't spend time with myself. So I'm legitimately alone on stage with Jenna. Uh-huh. And then the pressure of the 3,000 people in the audience, hashtag tour houses, and whoa. I think it was like a really big awakening of like, oh my gosh, I'm not comfortable here. I'm not thriving here. And I, that, and I, and I sort of was like, the opposite thing of that freedom, like, yes, I'm in my element, I'm doing my thing, and I'm, like, feeling myself. The opposite happened. It was like, I'm doubting myself. I'm questioning myself. Why did I say that line like that? Whoa, that was not how I planned to say that. Like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Like, it was, it was, it was, it turned into doubt or anxiety. Right. Because it was, it was all new. So new. Have you... I guess, well, you found, you found a therapist that yes. you were talking to on the phone. Right. And it was so helpful. So helpful. I'd never even said these words out loud before. Oh, yeah. Because I'd never, and I had never, so great. I'd never experienced that kind of anxiety before. Like I've experienced like, sure, like general anxiousness perhaps, but like not like, oh, this is manifesting itself. And like, I, I'm, I'm not, I can't do my job to the fullest extent. You know, that's, and that was the difference. So I started seeing a therapist. Oh, because I've yeah. never, I had never actually experienced that kind of, I guess the word is like debilitating. Was it that bad? So it did get that bad. It did get that bad. 
Um, not, at, not at first, but, but also at first I wasn't like, I was a pride central and was like, no, 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 I'm good. Like, what was that like negative thought or that doubt on stage? Whatever. I'm amazing. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Like, I'll push through it. The I'm show fine. happened. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But that's, that's sort of, that's like, that's Desi in a nutshell. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to spend time, effort, money, investing in myself, me, I, you know, new concept. So that was 29, 28? What was it? Yeah, 29. Yep, 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 yep. exactly. Um, and and uh, yeah. Cause it I, was, so what I'm comparing, so I'm 30, I just turned 39. Okay. And I just started seeing a therapist. Um, yeah, so summer of when I was 28. So like just over a year. Okay. And, and it's helped me, it's like, it's turned me around. Like a combination of that yep. and this, the podcast. Yeah. Because yes. I'm literally, I'm staring at you in the eyes yeah. for an hour. Yeah. Our, our, our oxytocin is, our brain is releasing oxytocin exactly. because it's like human contact. Contact, connection, connection. Connection is everything. Yeah. Connection is my, that's my number, that's my favorite, that's my favorite word. That's my number one. That's why I do everything I do is to connect. That's why I do this business. That's why I invest in my friendships and my relationships. Number one. It's the number one word for me. Why do you what, do you do you <clears throat> is there a deficiency in in the connection? Why do you feel you like why do you look for that connection? I know why I do. Right. Um maybe, maybe like a I don't think that there's a deficiency. I think it's it really is how I'm hardwired. And I have proof of this like since I was a child. It's just like truly how I'm hardwired. I'm a people person. I love people. Like I would walk up, like I would walk up to like, you know. If if my parents turned like turned around for one second, I'd be at the other table, like talking to people, like you gonna you gonna finish that burrito? I don't know, like whatever, <laughs> like introducing myself, saying hi, like I just want to like know people. Mm-hmm. Knowing people is my favorite thing ever, and like not to mention finding something that I can connect with to them. I I, I don't know, I don't know, like where it besides the fact that I know that it's that it really is deep rooted, like yeah. within me. Um. But then, right, so every opportunity, going back to Jenna, like every opportunity to sit there on stage and to connect with myself or those deep feelings, and I ran away. Some part of me was like, nope, 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 right? So like, and then therefore the anxiety started because I was not, I wasn't into being like, girl, you cool with investing in yourself as much as you invest in other people? And I was like, no, <laughs> you, are you crazy? Like, right. So I think that's where, that's what was going on. And now I, now I sort of like can see that and know that. And I, that's where I feel like I have grown immensely is like, you know, but it can kind of be a scary, that can kind of be a scary thing. It's for, totally scary. It's kind of terrifying. Cause you're, I'm the, I'm the same way. It's like, no, I, I can deal with it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But it's scary to admit, first of all, that you have weakness. Ooh, ooh, vulnerability. Vulnerability. Big yeah, time. yeah. But that's the that's the which okay. Best yeah, thing. Weakness, it was the best best thing we could do. Weakness was the wrong word. Yes, vulnerability. Right? Which no, a lot of but which, we see it as weakness. We right, see it right, in, or it's categorized as such. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's that's that's the stigma. Possibly that, wrongly. Yeah. Right. That's the <laughs> stigma that that it, you know, through these conversations in the podcast and through just talking about my own personality and exposing you know, the people that others look up to and that they are just human. Oh my goodness, please. Right? Always. Like I'm trying to to reverse that stigma of like, 
oh, you're seeing a therapist? Oh, something must be wrong with you. No, listen. No. So my favorite analogy, the way that I've like sort of been describing it is, so for instance, okay, let's talk about the way that, so for anybody listening who's who's considering therapy, like this is huge. So I was having a specific issue. It was on stage only. Mm-hmm. It was because of maybe X, Y, Z, but it was happening to me. So when I saw, when I started calling my therapist, that's like me saying, hey doc, I just, there's something going on with my knee, you know? And, and the doctor's saying, cool, let's look at your knee. Like they're not going to go. So a lot of people are afraid to go to therapy because they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to introduce myself to somebody and start back at when I was born and with all my family drama. A doctor's not going to say to you, all right, so you sprained your knee. All right, so <clears throat> When, how often do you get a massage on your neck? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. They're going to examine your knee. They're going to go right to your knee. And they're going to eventually, over time, they might say, oh, wow, it looks kind of like you're putting too much weight on your left leg. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, your hips are a little bit out of whack. Oh, interesting. That's because, like, it's over time. So <clears throat> I think people are afraid of, like, addressing an issue like it would be a medical situation. It's just as important as your our bodies. Oh yeah. Well, man, maintaining mental health is is as important as maintaining fit, maintaining physical 100%, health. One hundred percent, and that's what we have to. That's the stigma we have to get over. What do you do now? Do you meditate? Do you? Oh yeah? yes. Oh yes. Okay. So prayer life, meditation, yoga, essential oils, crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an acronym for it, but we should. So, <clears throat> so. Meditation. Meditation, prayer, well, yoga, crystals, and essential oils. Wait, well, you got some E's in there. M- so essential oils. E-Y. Mepsi. Mepki. Meditation, essential oils, prayer, prayer. life, crystals, <laughs> crystals, yoga. Yoga. Mepki. Mepki. That's go. me. And this, and that's your guide to, you know, mental health. Mepki with Desi Oakley. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it all, it takes different shape, but like, I feel like, Whatever works, you know, for you, I think it's important to find your, and honestly, it is, it's connection with self or higher self and it's, it's groundedness. It's groundedness. That's what, it's different levels of that, of like true groundedness. Oh, absolutely. For me, what's still new to me that I'm actively consciously having to tell myself to do and practice when it, when the moment comes is to be okay with, with being down. Absolutely. Because I was taught from the relationship with my parents mm-hmm. that when you feel bad, just ignore it and it goes away. Sure. Push it away. Sure. Push through it. Sure. And that generation, like, too, not trying to give them a, you know, throw them a bone, <clears throat> not trying to throw them a bone, but, like, they definitely, you know, I, I do feel like there's a generational situation going on. Right. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And... and yeah, so my, I, I'm trying to sit with, with being unhappy mm. and not, like at the, in the moment, not analyze what it's from or not trying to figure out how to get out of it. Just acknowledge it. Yeah, and acknowledge that's that's amazing. Um, I've learned through yoga to stop labeling stuff. <clears throat> I've heard and read that it's important for our brains to label safe, not safe. Because that's just literally like it's fight or flight. It's that's just part of our DNA. That's, that's your, like the makeup of like who, like how humans exist. Your lizard brain, right? Is like safe, not safe. 
So labeling things is actually really important for our brain to feel safe or not safe. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's actually, it's totally unnecessary. We label everything though. So we we say um, cool, not cool, pretty, skinny, fat, ugly, unappealing. Um, you know, that's that's where we start to get, you know, or wrong or weak, right? So mm-hmm. like those labels don't serve us. Instead of just being like, okay, I don't need to, I don't need to say this is bad or good. Um, and I learned that through yoga. So if you're in a position that's difficult to hold, right? So let's say you're even in plank, holding a plank position. And the brain immediately goes, this is hard, 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 this is hard. That's label, 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 label. And it's like, hey, can you just say that this is a plank position and I'm holding it? Mm-hmm. My heart rate is accelerating. These are things I'm noticing. My body is quivering a little bit. Things I'm noticing. It's just, and by the way, now 15 seconds has already passed. And how long have we already held the plank? Mm-hmm. And just by, right? So it's just like less label. We're capable of so much more than we think because we just label things. Anyway. I can see why. Thank you for coming to my Google talk. (laughs) (laughs) I can see why why you and Christina Alabato are such good friends. Besties for life. She sat there in that exact same chair. And, uh, and goodness, I officiated we, her wedding. I'm sorry. I know, I'm so I was proud. Bring that up. So, I'm so I'm just so proud. You're an officiant. I am officiant. I'm an officiant. I've officiated. Did too. you? Did you? Get, I didn't mean to. Please continue. I did not mean to interrupt you. Oh no! This real quick. Did you get? Did you get your certification? Is certification? Yeah, is that what it of is? course. For her wedding, or yes, for, you for did, each for the one. You yes, you, you do it per state, like the state that you're doing it in. So it's by the state. Yeah. Okay. The state has to acknowledge you. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Christina, Christina <laughs> and I were talking about meditation because she meditates a lot. Oh yeah. And and I was I was using my own story that like I feel like I'm doing it wrong because I sit there and like I try to be aware and I'm like oh you know my back is sore because my hamstrings are tight you know talking about one <laughs> thing affecting the other right yeah totally so it travels up your butt which is too tight and affects your back um, so I'm like oh I'm thinking about that but I'm thinking about thinking about it and then <laughs> and then she's like no but that's right like you're acknowledging it you keep coming back there you, go. And you keep coming back there you, go. And you keep coming back and I I'm yeah. like but I that doesn't feel right. Totally. But that's exactly what it is. It's exactly right. Ooh, somebody told me the most amazing way to meditate, and I'm like, I'm so obsessed with it. Okay, so you are on the ocean floor. So as you start to settle into your meditation— Should I close my eyes? I'm like, maybe you should. Okay. So you're going, and you imagine yourself sinking down, down, down onto the ocean floor, and it's so beautiful and peaceful and quiet— And I like to picture myself wearing something really flowy or nice. Maybe it's even white. It's really clean and easy, and it's kind of rippling in the the waves. And you're at the bottom of the ocean. And at this point, a thought could come in. And the way that we like to think about it is it's basically a, a boat on the surface. It's very far away from you. You are safe and calm on the ocean floor. And the thought's coming in and just watch it as it passes you. So just let it leave and come back to what you're wearing and how you're seated on the ocean floor. And then maybe, you know, acknowledge, um, is it cold? Are you, are, did, a, did a cold kind of front come through the water? A thought might have come in, but let it, let it go like a motorboat. So you continue to sink back down. And like, did you, did you rise with the current? And then maybe you come back down onto the ocean floor. You're still there. You know, and so like, this is, so the thought, <laughs> the thought coming in like a motorboat passing 
like a motorboat. It goes, it just can come in and you can say, there's a boat up there. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm very far away. I don't need to be associated. I don't need to say, ahoy, where are you? Where do you, do you need directions? Like you don't need to acknowledge the boat. Like, <laughs> like, right. Boat. Like, I, of course I would like be like, do you need help? Like, <laughs> no, like <laughs> you are, you are here in your safety and like, let it pass and watch it pass actually. You know, anyway, that's my, that's what I do when I'm, when I, when I can't, but you should use insight timer. That's an app. That's fantastic for meditation. Oh, Oh yeah, she she said too best. that uh, yeah, Deepak Chopra. She was saying that if, oh, if you can't find time to meditate, those who say who can't find time to meditate should meditate twice. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I should. How did it work? Twice. Did, you, did were you on the ocean floor? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was. Were you I was, safe and happy? I was about twenty feet below the the water, okay. tropical water. It was tropical. warm. Ooh, good. And it was a blue. It's a like a. The sun was slightly to the left with oh, the waves coming goodness. in. Oh my goodness! Fantastic. The, the light rays coming in <gasps> across across my yeah, Ooh. and I could see up, and then then there was like I saw. Um, Marlon Nemo's dad's. Oh, across. sweet, sweet, not Nemo. Sweet, sweet Marlon. Because he had both fins. So yeah. it was it was. Marlin. It wasn't the guppy fin. It was the full. The f- <laughs> So I'm so yeah. glad that you were safe in my in my ocean analogy. I felt like right when you started to describe like sinking down, I felt yes, I felt some things coming coming off, off yes. of my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weight coming off. That's the weightlessness. Yeah. I also like to yeah. picture something that's light that you're wearing that you're just. Oh, I look yeah. good in a white dress, by the way. You look yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was picturing. I was like, oh, I'm in a white dress. This is cool. No judgment. I look great. <laughs> I look great. No one's here. The boats can't see me. I'm that's chilling. Right. I'm Fish safe. Don't care. I'm safe. Fish don't care. No labels. That's right. Okay, <laughs> back to theater, or maybe. Let's or maybe. See. Um, where was I? Going through my notes, 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 notes. Oh yeah, so let's talk about Christina. I brought up Christina. Oh. You guys, the two of you, um, do. Uh, oh, what's the website called? Um, it's Pop Rock Broadway. Pop Rock Broadway. That's what so. It Christina Alabado, Christina Helena Alabado, and I met doing the national tour of Evita, where I was the Ava Prone alternate. They kept that true to the way that Patty Lapone, she, she, <clears throat> my other best friend, Caroline Bowman, was playing it six times a week and I did it twice a week. Mm-hmm. And Christina was the mistress. And we met, and I'll never forget meeting her. She, we were, um, it was the first day of rehearsal and it happened to be Chris's birthday. And she was like, Do you want to come to my birthday? And I was like, We just met. And she goes, Yeah, but like, I think it'd be fun. And I was like, I love you. Like it was like immediate. <laughs> it was like immediate. Um, and I was like, I think I'm going to love this person forever. And such is the truth. So we um, have lived a lot of life together, the ups and the downs. We love, I love walking with Christina in this business and in our city life and in our relationships and in like, we just, we love being each other's like person to call. Um, we brainstorm, we brainstorm business stuff. Like she's just, she gets it. We just get each other. Um, and we both have had success in this industry singing pop rock, like specifically pop rock, like that exact genre. And we've, we were like, you want to start a company? <laughs> I kid you not. And I said, I think that there's a huge market for the fact that a lot of Broadway is pop right now. It's rock right now. It's folk. It's, it's melodic you know, Sarah Bareilles, it's Ingrid Michaelson, it's this like, you know what I mean? Once this instrument forward music and we we know how to do that really well. And I don't say that, I'm trying to say that humbly, but like we get that. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we could, we could start this. So we started Pop Rock Broadway and it became a smash hit. We literally just had our first master classes and 
it was so phenomenal. It was like, it surpassed all of our dreams and more. And we can't wait. There's going to be so much more. Oh yeah, you were saying November, November 3rd was when you did the first exactly. one, Exactly. Right? Yeah. It was just this yeah. past, like a couple of weeks ago. And we're yeah. thrilled, like we're thrilled out of our minds. Now we have, now the sky's the limit. We're going to do like, oh, we're going to have guest artists. Natalie Weiss is going to do a riffing intensive. Like just wait, we're going to have like people come and, oh, we have so many ideas. Oh, God, I want to just be a fly on the wall during the riffing intensive. Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you too can like, riff. You know, the finger the finger on the ear, like, whoa. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone oh, yeah. in the corner is like, <laughs> Someone's like, no. I need some help. Yeah, we can help you. We can help everybody. No matter where you are on your journey, we can help you. You know what? It, God, it's all come together. Like, this has been such an interesting couple of weeks for me. So recently, I, I also... Um, Inter- interact, um, interacted with, interviewed uh, some of the Freestyle Love Supreme guys. <gasps> Heck yes. And Oh, I've got to get over there. Oh, God, it's so good. I can't wait. And what they were telling me is before every, every show, literally, they just go up to each other and they touch each other and say, I got your back. I got your back. I got your back. Aww. And That kind of makes me want to cry a little bit. one of, and Anissa Folds, one of the newest ones, like Broadway debut in, in Freestyle Love, she just joined the Academy back in March. Like it's that, that her trajectory is just skyrocketing. And she was like, um, she said the thing that she had to be comfortable with, like she could freestyle, she could sing, but what made her good was being okay, being, being okay, being uncomfortable. Oof. I love, I love that. Yeah. Being okay, being uncomfortable. Ooh, we don't like that. Right. That's, that's the labeling you were going, that you were talking about. Yeah. We're like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm bye, out. bye, bye. Ooh, that's so good. I'm so glad you shared that with me. Yeah. So you can take that. That's for free. I will. Oh, appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you. What's your Venmo handle? Okay. Love. Yeah. Love. So so that was that's what reminded me. What the riffing? I was somebody over the corner. I was I was gonna make probably <laughs> right. now an an improper joke about to someone not being like being able to riff, being, well. not being able to do it, and then getting sad and leaving. Right. But then you um, know what I would do? I would say you are labeling that that person is not doing well. That person is living their truth on their journey. <laughs> That's that word truth. Yeah. They they, you know, what is your truth? What is your flow? They Ooh. use the word flow. Oh, I love that. And and I've been, you know, being the self-aware person that I am, I've been trying to figure that out. Mm. And I don't, I don't know. Like I I've come a long way with with therapy and self-awareness and being okay with my ups and my downs mm. and whatever it is. But I still can't quite figure out what my like maybe I want to label it too specifically. That's mm, fair. Does yeah, that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. Because I'm like, what is my flow? Do I want to be? Do I want to be a podcast host? Do I want to be an engineer? Do I well, you be have a, a lot of strengths, I- and I think that that's actually something to celebrate because I can kind of relate to this. Like I'm a, a woman who wears many hats, and that's a great thing. That's a great thing to like. But why does it have to be one thing? This is a gigantic, vast, crazy life we live in. Like your, maybe your truth is like here, there, and everywhere. Well, that's what, that's actually something I wanted to get to um, with you is because you've done this Broadway, you've done the Broadway track and you've also got a a track as like a a recording artist. Yeah. Yeah. And you're damn good at that too. I appreciate you. I love, I love writing music. I've, again, since I played the piano, like I've written music since I was a kid like writing songs. I, I don't know. They just come to me and I write them down and I play them and I it brings me great, great joy. And I and I have to stop thinking, by the way, about what people are going to think about my music. If I waited to make sure everyone on the planet liked my sound, 
before I put out an album, we would, I would never do it. If we waited until we were ready, we would never do anything. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This brings me great joy. Um, there's nothing like sitting behind the piano and singing. I come alive. I would, I was, I was like, no, but you can't be a singer songwriter. You're on Broadway. Desi, you have to pick one. I'm an all or nothing like person, 110 in. Like, you can't divide your time. What are you thinking? Like, what? I wasted way too much time there. Come on. If it brings you joy, do it. If you want to create, make, 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 make. Who cares about how it's received? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm so glad that I got over that. Well, are you, are you constantly, <clears throat> or are you consciously making choices to, to go back and forth between the two or? or? I, I, I let what, I let it be organic. I try, I'm really trying to let things be so real. Same with like my social media. People are like, how do you know like what to post and when you, if I don't want to post something, I don't post something. Mm -hmm. If I'm not interested, like I don't, I don't, I just, if I don't want to write a song, I don't, I don't make myself write a song. If I like, but whatever I feel, it's like, I try to just be in the moment. I'm trying to be in the moment. I'm such a planner. I'm so type A. Yeah. I just try to be like, whatever. Okay. I really want it. I'm I'm behind on the deadline that I set for myself. Oh no. Oh no, boohoo. Like whatever. Who it's your cares? own deadline. Like, right. But but make a goal. Set a goal. Try. Like absolutely. Having goals is fantastic. Good for you. But but don't beat yourself up if you don't achieve them. Like that is okay. You're striving. You're a striving, living, breathing human being. Well, are you now now that you've left Chicago, are you're doing you did the master class. And so yeah. like now, now is it recording artist time again? A little bit. I'm kind of in the abyss. I am in like a lot of self-initiating moments. I'm, I'm going back home. I just announced today that I'm going, I'm going back home to Wichita um, to do a little a concert there called Coming Home. It's my first concert um, in Wichita ever, ever like since I was I don't know 17 playing Ariel and The Little Mermaid. Like, like <laughs> at you know, and so I'm going back and. And it's a family-friendly concert, and my niece and my nephew are going to hear Aunt Daisy sing for the first time. I'm, like, so excited. Cool. Anyway, so it's like it's kind of like I'm, I'm making things happen, self-initiating projects left and right. And some days I allow myself to be like, wow, this is hard. And then other days I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so capable, and I, have, I live in the best city in the world, and I've got so much support, and I'm so blessed. It's insane. But then other days you're like, wow, okay, I am my biggest self-advocate. And then I call Christina and I'm like, hey, Chris, why am I down today? And she goes, girl, if you are not your biggest self-advocate, then something's wrong. If you're not your biggest advocate, something's wrong. Something's wrong. If other people are fighting for your success more than you, girl, you got an issue. You shouldn't be doing it. Right. You're, you're doing the right thing. If you're, if you're out there leading the pack of Team Desi, go, girl. You're Desi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that, you know, it's good. I have an amazing support system and I'm... I'm I'm really lucky. Well, back okay. Back on August 21st, mm-hmm. you made a post on Instagram with oh my fo- gosh, with the following caption: I'm, I'm scared. You're going to be misunderstood, and you're going to be and you're going to be known. You're going to be judged, and you're going to be seen. You're going to be misinterpreted, and you're going to be fully heard. Know who you are, and be confident in that. And there, you'll find peace. Boom. Okay, I still mean it. <laughs> so yeah, that did I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I cut and paste it. Um, <laughs> That's pretty cool. So I'm not sure how to put in my notes. No question. Just want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, that's just, I. there are people that are not going to like you. And there are people that are going to have absolutely, they're going to want to have nothing to do with you as a person. 
And I like people. And I'm also a people pleaser. And I was seven years old and I said, mom, I don't understand why everyone in the class is not my best friend. I don't get it. I like just don't understand. I'm like, well, you know what? You're going to be somebody's awesome best friend and there's different kinds of friends and there's different kinds of people and this is the way it rolls. And I find that a reminder like that is beneficial. And, and I don't think it's naive to want there to be world peace. I don't think it's naive to want people to get along and to want to be understood. And I don't think that's naive. But I think if you, if you start to recognize that on your journey, not everyone is going to think like you. Not everyone's going to react like you. Not everyone's going to, not everyone has the same life as you or the same thoughts as you. That brings me comfort to know that it's just really okay to be doing you and happy with the people that know you. And if you know yourself, if you can spend a little time with yourself and really like yourself, Mm -hmm. then that's your, that is living in your truth. You're good. If you can lay your head on the pillow every night and be like, I know who I am. I, I stand by everything I did today. Messed up here. That's fine. Whatever. Made a mistake. I apologized. Whatever. I'm good. That's my truth. This is my truth. That's it. All right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I totally get that. I, I'm i the same way. Like, I try to be very conscious of going through life, trying not to let what other people think of me affect me in any way. Oof. And what Alex, Alex Timbers told me was make your own success, right? Yeah. You don't see it? I mean, you know, look at Lynn manuel Look what he's, he wrote his own stuff and look where he is. Go, make your own baby. success. Go. I mean, I, one of the best examples. Stand by that. Yeah. Um, and even Alex too, he wrote Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson because he just wanted to direct something. So he just wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I try to, I try to do that and I try to, <laughs> It's, it's this weird like inner struggle in my head because I, on one side, I'm like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I want to make my own success. Mm-hmm. I want to get one step in front of the other. I'm just going, going, going. But then I want to be successful because I have a need. I'm a, the people pleaser side of me needs to be validated. Yep. And so don't that, we all? So inherently by trying not to care by doing the things to and saying I don't care mm. I'm creating situations where I then have to care Can about be, yeah mm-hmm. I have to have people care about what I I'm s- doing I totally totally get that oh my gosh like I so get that and I think that's why I, that's why I wrote that is I was like but if you're like or, or same with like and that's what I and it and that perfect I like fail at this by the hour but just trying to constantly have that be the reminder of like it's gonna stop me from putting out the album. It's going to stop you from making a move or trying. Like it it will because that power, that fear, ooh, it's huge. It's gigantic. Mm -hmm. It takes up a big amount of space. It it just shouldn't. It just shouldn't. And some days are better than others. Ooh, and I also was finding the other day that every minute is different. And if I allow space for every minute to change, let alone an hour, maybe even a day, crazy. But like allow that minute to be what it is and like just know if actually there's a sudden change of emotion or change of spirit, like that's good. That's okay. Like every minute can be different. I don't know why I was, I felt compelled to say that, but it's kind of irrelevant to what we were talking about. But <laughs> anyway, um, but you know, I, I just, yeah, like do you. 
love yourself, trust that you're loved by your people. And you know what? Wish everyone else on their merry, merry way. It's, I found it's hard to, hard as well in this business, in the theater business, that I feel the people who, there are a lot of people who, you know, they keep rising and everyone likes to help each other. And there's the, the larger contingent that just of successful people mm. who are, want to bring their friends with them who become other successful people and mm. whatnot. But there's this, there's a couple, there's a handful of of individuals who, I don't I don't know if it's insecurity. What's gonna, what I was going to say is the handful of people who don't want you to succeed until they succeed. Oof. Yep. Or they don't want you to succeed other, more. Another than you person's succeed. another person's success is not your failure. Another person's success is not your failure. Because especially in this business, it's like it's it's a lot of luck. Oh come on! Is it who you run into on the street? Come on! Absolutely, it's timing. Yeah. It's like oh my gosh! It's all it's so much of it is out of our control. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that uh, I just want to acknowledge that because yeah. it's it's hard. Again, the 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 need for validation, the need for approval, and then just the no, like, oh, I'm succeeding, and then like that little grumpy group of people over in the corner. Oof. Always the, gonna be. Yeah. It's and that's yeah. that. They're they're gonna be there. They're grumpy little group, and that's why I say just wish them on their merry way. They yeah. wish them on their sweet, 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 sweet merry merry way. Right. Okay. Well, let's wrap up here. Okay. No. And give, I want to talk forever. I know. You, <laughs> you have somewhere to be. Um, okay. So the three standard closing questions I ask everybody Ooh, okay. on the podcast. Okay. The first is, what motivates you? Huh. What motivates me? Um, um, I think knowing that I could put out something in this world that could have a positive effect on someone that motivates me. Like knowing I could make a small difference or change somehow. You are speaking to my soul right now. (laughs) Okay. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? Okay. It is so good to have your plan right now. Have your plan it can even be as specific as you have it right now. I'm talking to 16-year-old Desi. Mm-hmm. It looks, it's so wonderful that you have this plan. And I love how specific it is. And I'm so proud that it is so specific. Yes, like good for you. Have a goal. Now, be so open and okay with the fact that it might not look exactly like that. But keep having your goals and then keep changing them as you evolve. But just know it's going to be okay if it doesn't look like that. So as, as strongly as you're making that goal, be just as quick to release the fact that it doesn't look exactly like that. My favorite quote is, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, Henry David Thoreau. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say go confidently right to your dream. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams, somewhere around there. And if you walk that way, just wait. It might not look exactly like you have it planned, but you're on the path. You're on the direction. You're going toward it. You're going towards something, and it's going to be good. All right. Final question, and this is the hardest one. Uh If you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. You would be so... I'm so upset about what just popped into my head. Oh, my word. Okay. 
can I, can we laugh and like, can we laugh for a second in the way that I was going to say wicked because it just really hasn't gotten old for me <laughs> that we're laughing. Okay. And I'm like kind of mad at myself, but honestly, I'm going to say come from away. Why? Uh, genius writing. Uh, the story will always be re- relevant and make it, it will always have an impact. And it's um, only 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. <laughs> All right, so we can get you. Also, you didn't give me too much time to think about it, so that's what I get. There we go. That's the spontaneity. Okay. Okay. So we can get you online at Desi Oakley on Instagram and Twitter. You are DesiOakley.com. And anywhere else? Oh, uh, follow Pop Rock Broadway. Yeah, PopRockBroadway.com. Yeah. And when are you doing your next class? Oh, after the first of the year. We're thinking thinking late January or early Feb. Oh, good. Okay. So there's that. And then if you're around Wichita on December 29th (gasps) at 7 p.m., get your tickets to go see her there. You can get more of me at thetheaterpodcast.com. This is, of course, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast on Facebook slash official theater podcast. Please leave a rating, leave a review. I love to read that. This is edited by Matthew Hendershot. And thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for the intro and outro music. And Desi, thank you most to you. Wonderful, wonderful conversation. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so wonderful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.